Hello, my name is Gary Shotton. I'm here in my machine shop. We're in the quality department in the quality room and you see some instruments behind that are very expensive that are used for measuring our parts to a very high level of accuracy. Uh, today I'm going to talk about effective delegation and how you can do that and the importance of it and how uh, that's, you're going to become dependent upon that to be able to learn that skill set. Well recently this I was in Africa and as we came back we talked to some of our friends by Skype and WhatsApp and, uh, and they asked us some tough questions and this was one of their tough questions. An individual there wanted to hire, uh, a, it was a large operation, it was an egg operation, they had 20,000 chickens, he had his family working for him and a lot of workers but he wanted to know how to effectively delegate some of the responsibility. Well, first of all, as I said, uh, we're constantly learning and uh, I can be one of those that was the worst delegator under the sun, uh, still learning, but here's the mindset when you got a task in front of you. It's true all around. Every continent I'm talking, every person I'm talking about in leadership, they're saying to themselves, well, I can do that better, I cannot uh, find somebody that, that's going to do it as good as I can do it. Or, and, or, I can't find anybody that will do nearly as fast as I can do it. I'm really good at that. I'm really fast at that. I can't find anybody that will do that. And I don't have the budget or the money to pay for somebody to do that. So I'm forced to do certain things and not delegate them. And those probably are all true. Well, if you don't learn how to master this, you're going to grow slow and you're going to cap your business and you're not going to grow to the level that you would want to in business, I think. And you're going to end life with everything revolving around you as a person. If you're not there to open up the door and make sure everybody's here on time and you haven't delegated down anything to anybody to sweep the floor, you haven't trained and expect somebody to do other things, you're going to end up your life and your year and your month tired and not very prosperous. And so you've got to think about how to do this if you're going to grow and have a larger company than just you, yourself, and, and, and I. That's how they say that. So, well, um, it starts with, in my opinion, uh, your mindset. Are you content to what I would call the worker bee? You know, the worker bee, now keep in mind, I have done all of these things. I have worked for other people and I was the lowest guy on the totem pole and so I'm not saying that somebody's better just because they're the boss. I'm saying that normally they've earned that right because they've done those things previously in their business or life, in their work life and now they've theoretically gravitated to a leadership position. Some people gravitate beyond their level of capability. So no matter what they do, they come to a level that they're pretty good at and you advance them one more step and they're terrible. So you've got to watch out for that. But you personally have to think to yourself, am I going to make a change? And you know, everything we talk about is mind changing. Can you change your thinking? Can you change your approach? Are you willing to make those changes? I'm like trying to lose a little bit of weight. So I've got to change what I eat. I don't like that. I like food. But I have to change because I like the result of that, not the, the process getting that. 
getting to that level. So just ask yourself, you know, are you, are you serious about this? Are you willing to change? Are you willing to make something different happen? Are you willing to make a mistake or two in the process, getting there, delegating to somebody? I'm going to tell you a story that was heart-wrenching for me because it cost me a lot of money after I delegated. It, was, it, it, it hurt. Well, I learned from that, and here I am. I'm still going. So you ask yourself, where are you at in that? Are you willing to think different, look at the big picture, overlook previous failures? Are you willing to try again? You've got to ask that. Well, when you're looking for someone to promote, and this is my discussion with my gentleman friend from, from Africa, I said, you know, the first thing we try to do is look from within the ranks of the people that are already working for us. If I'm going to advance somebody, and advancing somebody would only mean that I'm advancing somebody to take on some more responsibility, some responsibility that I'm now not responsible for, or responsibility that some of our key managers are not responsible for, because we're growing. We need the high-level people concentrating on the high-level task, not on the mundane ta task. And so there's a tendency to go and say, well, we'll go outside our, our corporate structure, our employment group, and we'll find somebody. Well, you might think about that. You could, obviously, and it happens, yes, but almost every one of our key people came to us with uh, the attitude they were willing to do whatever it took in our company, and they actually started at a level quite a bit lower than where they're at right now. I mean, we're talking about pay reviews now where we looked at somebody that was paid a certain amount uh, seven or ten years ago when they came to workforce, and they're paid double that now because we've had 5% raises, that kind of thing. And so, But where are you going to find these people? Look first within your current ra ranks, if at all possible. You know, a new person coming in has new ideas. They have a new format. They have pre, uh, we call it baggage sometimes. Now, again, you will need to go outside and find some people, so I'm not saying exclusively just look first within your own ranks. You might be surprised that you've got a sleeper in there, somebody that's really not that sure of themselves. They're diligent. They're, they're, they're working hard. They have finished tasks that they're currently doing, and they may not even have the confidence, but if you work with them, they may become and probably would become your very best delegated person that you could de delegate more and more to them. Uh, spoon feed the delegation to them. To a, spoon feed the delegation to them. In other words, don't dump a whole bunch of stuff on them at once. This is just common sense. You got to let them get their feet under themselves. They got to know what they're doing. They have to have have the ability to to grasp and and do the task that you ask them to do. Promote faithfulness, not ability. If you find somebody that's extremely able, great. Then try to determine whether they're going to be faithful to you because you can lose a lot of time starting and stopping with the Ryan person, starting and stopping. Another thing about delegations is I try not to come up with just a whole stinking set of rules that are confined somebody that I'm, I'm helping to pass something on to them. The biggest key, if you want to know, uh, is creating systems and processes. You see, in delegation, uh, if you just say, do it your way, you're probably not going to be pleased with the end result. But if you say, let's together create a system or a process that you can follow 
and it would create a repeatable end product and we know what we're going to get at the end of this process. That's what a process is. You can predict the end result with some degree of accuracy, some degree of tolerance, and some degree of, of a window of acceptability. And so then you work together and say, hey, if to get to this point, here's the steps we need to do. This is what I've learned. Well, I'll tell you a horror story and then we'll close. I was a young man in my early management career and I had a moving and storage company. And I found a guy at my church that I thought, this is perfect. He's got lots of experience. He is really, he's really better than I am. And his wife needed a job too. So it was my wife and I and his wife and him. And we are four of us. We're going away. And I had a, a view to, uh, to expand my business in a different direction. So I delegated an extreme amount, almost the entire operation of my current business, to this man to operate and manage. And I didn't know, I wasn't smart enough to see that he had done some personal private investing that went horrible. And he had decided the best thing for him to do would be to leave the state, flee, so his personal, nothing to do with our business, but his personal investments would not catch him. He left. The problem was he didn't have enough money. So as since I delegated him to be able to write checks and to be able to manage my business, he had check writing ability and he promptly wrote himself three or four checks that added up to about $15,000, went down at the bank, cashed them. Now he's got $15,000 of my money and he hires my own workers since we're in the moving business and I come back on Monday and he's already in another state about 500, uh, 800 miles away and I'm stuck. I have to regroup and figure out what to do because he, I'm redoing everything I had thought he was doing and it was a horrible mess. I hope you gained something from this. I hope that these are beneficial. Please be a part of Inspiring Better Business, IBB Talks.